You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 701, Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes 2. Much like the cheese, the Gold Lantern stands alone. Welcome to episode 701 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am sore shoulder lad. Oh. Uh-oh. Took the family out um, axe throwing yesterday morning. Oh, uh. at each other? Hopefully um, at targets and not each other. Yes, yes. Believe I mean, me. Because if, if so, I'm very interested. If not, then I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> We've got this place in town called the Royal Garrison mm-hmm. where they have um um I mean we we've actually like this is this is so Guelph. Uh, we we actually have a couple of axe throwing places in town, uh, <laughs> which for a small which for a small city is kind of you know a thing. Um but um on one end of town they have this place, the Royal Garrison. And so they have uh Ella had gone there with her scouts group. And um so they have like a you know, just inside they've got a little range where you get to throw all kinds of stuff um at targets, and then it through the back they have a, a larger space that you that they use for archery practice. And uh that's what we're doing next time. Um <clears throat> so yeah, we uh the t- took uh took the whole family uh yesterday, you know, had breakfast, went over, started throwing some axes around, and uh and it was cool. Like they have, you know, tons of big swords around that you can look at uh from various uh um you know, you know, here's a Game of Thrones sword, or here's a this, here's a a, a Conan sword, um, which you know, um everyone's like 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 Sarah says, who's Conan? And I said, he's the guy who took over uh, late night after David Letterman. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Crossing those streams, sir. And, and, <laughs> indeed. And and my wife's like, you know, what's funny. She says, I don't know which, uh, which answer would have been nerdier. Um, <laughs> I just want everyone to imagine out there Conan O'Brien in a leather loincloth as a ginger under the hot. Sun. Oh, so many freckles, yeah, and uh, we're talking third degree sunburn, dude. Oh well, there's that, there's that. <laughs> so, and they also had some suits of armor. So uh, Sarah tried on a couple of the helmets and was amazed at how heavy they were. And um, and yeah, and then we got to throw a bunch of axes at targets, and it was a blast. And then after that, we went next door to a place called the Round Table, which is a, um, a basically a game cafe. And uh, we played a bunch of games and uh, a couple, including a couple that we um, had one that we hadn't got because we figured it was going to be too similar to uh, to a cooperative game that we have. Uh, We have Forbidden Island and they had Forbidden Desert. And um, and there is so much more to that game. But, um, you know, Sarah's like, I think I might ask for this game for my birthday. And uh, (laughs) we said, you know, there's a. Better than good, better than uh, even chance. You will get that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we did that, and then we uh, uh, headed home. We picked up some snacks on the way, and continued the gaming at home, and just had a really awesome uh, family day. And uh, and um, and yes, but but my shoulder is definitely feeling uh, the the, uh, the axe throwing uh, mm-hmm. from today. That reminds me, when I was a kid, we went on a family vacation and. 
I, some caverns we went to and they had some family adventure thing beside it. Anyway, they had a primitive weapons range. Oh. And it was throwing axes, throwing knives, bow and, and arrows, everything. And, and we were doing <laughs> we were playing with these. We were kids, me and my stepbrothers, and yeah. this was totally unsupervised, out in the open. Oh, you could just oh. turn to your left or right and just kill someone very easily. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. man, that would be lawsuit city now. Oh, I mean, did we learn nothing sure. from lawn darts, kids? Yeah, right, right. And and uh, the guy who ru- who runs the place, um, he, you know, he did a demo for us, and you know, explained to us, you know, here's how you hold it, uh, you know, here's how you hold the axe, and um, you know, you don't do this, you don't do that, you just, you know, straight right angle, and um, and then he showed us like he got some of the small knives, and w- when he threw them, like you could hear them split the air. You know, it was like it, it was like uh, like you know Batman throwing batarangs. You know, you just turn huh. and then the chunk, 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 chunk. and uh, and so uh, and and what was really funny is uh, uh, Sarah takes off her sweatshirt to reveal the Batman shirt she was wearing underneath, and uh, and he showed his belt buckle that which was a, a this really big bat belt buckle that he had made, and uh, he's like, "Yep, we're fans here." <laughs> but but yeah like uh, the the ancient weapons thing man it's fun gotta say mm. all right so that's that's me. <laughs> is that you like, that is, is that me you? sir over to I, i'm waiting for the injury report i <laughs> so far so good oh, okay all right you're teaching them game of thrones so didn't work out for many dads in that. Well, well, no, I mean, Ella was like, "Yeah, I want to see that," and, and and Jan and I were like, "Yeah, not right away. It's gonna no, be, a, yeah, not right away. No, <laughs> I'm gonna get some ideas. She's gonna are you, y'all? Um, hi everybody. <laughs> I'm Darren Well, and tonight I am a multitasking lad because I have some things that I am uh, trying to finish up for work because it's my crazy time because I'm an accountant and we close the books in June. But that uh, means we have to get everything on the books now. So, uh, yeah, things are kind of crazy for me right now. But um, otherwise, everything's kind of relatively, you know, calm, except for people freaking out about money. But that's my job. Mm-hmm. And then yep. I solve it. And then we move on. Yay. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's my that was my big weekend. Although I did go out for sushi. That was fun. That's good. Nice. Some friends I haven't seen in ages, like since pre-pandemic. It's kind of like, wow, I haven't seen y'all in forever. Mm-hmm. So we sat, we, we gossiped a bit. We talked about boys, you know, the new haircuts, all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pillow fight, pillow fight, and braid each other's hair too. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't go that far. If we, if we're gonna have a party, I can't talk about it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> there are just some things y'all are not equipped to handle. As straight folk, <laughs> trust Fair me. Enough. Fair enough. I mean, Paul, Paul barely kept his hibachi down while Kyle Miner and I were quoting Steel Magnolias. And who else was there? Oh my gosh, oh. Chris, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We were and quoting the, Steel Magnolias from yeah. memory. You know, it's and, true. It's true. It's... And Paul's like, "What the hell? What am I? What am I sitting <laughs> here doing?" That was when Ella fell in love with Chris. Yep. Yep. She loves Christopher. It's oh true. my goodness. Yeah. She was just uh she you know, she was just fascinated by him. 
Mm. And it's like, oh, sweetie, that's not going to work out. <laughs> no, no, no. Sad to say, she got cursed by the pink wand right there. That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Second. <laughs> that's what we call it. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, it's funny. It's true. <laughs> so over to you, Mr. Travis. Hey, everybody, this is Travis Ellisor, and this week I am Nipple Cream Lad. Excuse me? <laughs> I knew you'd have a reaction, Darren. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm all for, I am not a kink shamer. I'm a kink encourager. <laughs> so this is not, like, discussed or anything. I'm intrigued. Do go on. So, on occasion, I will visit a website known as The Reddit. Oh, oh. And oh, um, yeah. enough said. <laughs> it sounds like it's going really bad here. Um, <laughs> but I was on there. And I, I don't even remember what the post was, how it started. But I was reading this discussion in there, and uh, somebody was talking about. Uh, oh, it was a, it was a, about learning that chapstick, if you use it repeatedly, will actually dry out your lips more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reading this, and some, there was a guy on there. He's like, hey, I've always got bad chap lips. You know, he's like, this doesn't help. Anybody got any type of recommendation? And someone came on there and said, hey, try lanolin nipple cream. They said, it will, will actually moisturize your lips, and after a few days, you will have no chap lips at all, and Ooh. it works great. And I was like, you know what? I've always had a little problem with chap lips, especially in the winter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why not? So give it a try. See what happens, right? Gave it a try. I have the lanolin nipple cream. Um, it works. By golly, it works. Yep. So, so if you have chap lips as well, let me represent, recommend lanolin nipple cream. Now the official sponsor of the Legion of Soup Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't surprise me because uh, it's an old beauty pageant trick that um, ladies will use uh, preparation H on, on um any swelling that they have. Yeah, it that's what it does. Swelling. That's what it does. It doesn't matter that it's for specifically hemorrhoid tissue. It it shrinks tissue. So they, they use it to like get rid of like bags under the eyes and such. So it doesn't surprise me that something specifically for one part of the body would actually have applications elsewhere. It's just how it's marketed. So you know it's interesting. I, I had a I had a friend who said like we were talking about um um, you know, going camping and the bugs and, um, and how, uh, you know, earlier in the summer, it's always, it's always bad. And my kids are particularly, uh, um, attractive to the bugs. And, um, and he was like, I just use Oragel to, uh, <laughs> to take this thing out of it. And it's like, well, I guess that would work, wouldn't it? <laughs> and we don't recommend this as a medical course of action folks, but, uh, um, but yeah, he was like, yeah, I just put a bit of oral gel on it, numbs it. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, we might get to that stage. <laughs> Aww. So anyway, over to you, Michael. Well, it's uh, it's hard to follow up um, axe throwing and nipple cream. Um, but uh, hi, everybody. I'm Michael Grabois. And uh, this week, if things continue in the way that they are continuing, uh, I might actually be back to work, lad, before not too long. Uh, we got a email at work saying that uh, 
as long as the numbers stay down, we could be back at work like first week in April, mm. maybe second week, which is going to be um, very interesting uh, for those of us who have spent the last two years working at home. Um, it's going to mean putting on clothes that I haven't worn in two years. Um, it's mean putting on clothes. Other than, oh, hello. Other than, you know, T-shirt and shorts or T-shirt and sweats. <laughs> that's not really considered proper work attire. It's not office work, yeah. Not office work, yes. And then, you know, my my 15-minute 15 commu- 15 commute to work. And um, uh, we don't know yet how long or how, how many days a week we're going to be required at the office versus allowed to work at home. But uh, it'll be interesting going back to work and, you know, having human contact on a regular basis other than typing through teams and some messenger nice so kind of looking forward to that um so you know kind of not looking forward to having to get dressed in the morning mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. presentable bloody pants <laughs> i mean i mean no one knows if you're just wearing your uh, your shorts or your boxers or or whatever else it is that you want to wear as long as you're not visible on, uh, on video chat. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had, I had a, an interview the other day and I, it was, uh, it was suit on top and still PJs on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah, it, yeah Whatever. it worked. So, Hey, <laughs> I can't see you wearing is, is fine. Exactly. So that is, that is it for me over to you, Jim. Hey everyone. It's me, Jim Purcell. Uh, and, and, and this week, I am authentic comic creator experience lad. Woo! So uh, April solicitations for Image Comics landed. And finally, our uh, super unofficial, now official, Savage Dragon fanzine Super Freaks has finally been solicited. And, uh, of course, uh, my name has been spelled wrong in the solicitations. <laughs> Yay! Uh, because somebody had to be. You mm. have arrived, sir. You have arrived. So I will be changing my name because I have to make sure in the future that it is easy to <laughs> to uh, to find me. <laughs> but you're it's the, a, You're the Nadim uh, Menzel of uh, comics, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you just stick an H in the middle of a name? At any rate, it's got to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, So the books, so the books do out June 1st. Uh, So go to your local comic shop, order 10, 20, you know, however many that you feel is Mm -hmm. appropriate. Uh, Mine has been pre-ordered. I was so excited to, uh, to see your message. So it's, uh, and already on order. And since actual Savage Dragon is delayed until July, we're the only game in town right now. Well, look at you. Do you have a uh, a comic shop um, signing tour scheduled yet? I I do not. <laughs> I am, however, going to go to all my local comic shops and point at my name in the <laughs> magazine to the owner just to mm-hmm. say, look, look, it's me. I it's promise. Even though it doesn't, isn't your name not, just Purcell. It doesn't, it doesn't quite match my driver's license. <laughs> Hopefully it's spelled right in the comic. Oh, it is. I, I've got the proofs that on that. Know, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 That is awesome. But there's like there's like 30 names on this list, and I'm 
Well, I guess actually two of us had our names spelled wrong. I I guess it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just it is really cool to have the book coming out and have the 30th anniversary image I logo also on it. Right. Uh, it's it's going to be so cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got. I don't know. Is there a link on the? Uh, oh, I'll, I'll I'll drop it in the. I'll drop do. it in the comments. Yay. Yeah, we should give it its own topic at some point as well, because. Uh, yeah, when it comes out, I'm sure I'll talk about it again. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go, folks. Order yours, like Jim says. Order, order code APR two two zero one two three. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Order early, order often, folks. <laughs> sure to be a very valuable collector's item. Nice. Exactly. Exactly. Get your own Perchel first issue. <laughs> we we actually haven't even decided what the heck we're going to do if it actually makes any money because we certainly can't keep it we gotta we gotta talk amongst ourselves yeah. we, we don't yeah. suspect that to be a problem no <laughs> well you can always donate it to hero initiative that is my suggestion we'll see we'll see if it becomes a problem worth talking about <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. These are uh, these are good problems to have, right? Yes. Indeed. Absolutely. All right. So that's well, it for that me. Is excellent. All right. Do we have any Legion news? There's actually a ton of it this week. Wow. A metric ton, sir. Otherwise known as a buttload of Legion news. <laughs> that is what they say. <laughs> All right. Buttload of Legion news. Where do we begin? Uh, well, the solicits are out, and for once we have uh, a Justice League versus Legion issue that comes one month after the previous one. Uh, so number three is scheduled to come out in May, and then number four was just announced coming out in June. So maybe they're back on schedule. We'll find out. Nice. So number four on sale June 14th. Written by Bendis, art and covered by Scott Godlewski, variant covered by Travis Moore. Now it's the Legion of Superheroes' turn to get stuck in a time they don't belong in, the 21st <laughs> century, because they've never gotten stuck in a 21st ever. century. Ever. It's never happened. First Not time these ever. guys. Uh, time for the greatest heroes of the future to see the reality of their heroes of the past. All this is happening because the great darkness is coming. And even as the truth behind it is about to be revealed, it may be too late to stop all from becoming nothing. It's the heroes of two eras in ways you've never seen them before and probably still no fight between the two of them until somebody says Martha and then they team up. There Why did you say that name? <laughs> Everyone says that name. <laughs> Everyone's mother's uh, name is Martha except for Diana. <laughs> Uh, let's see. And, and the only other solicit that I caught was um, uh, that also in June, there is a, um, uh, a mini series called Earth Prime, which is the comic book adventures of the Arrowverse TV characters. And issue five is called The Flash, and it features Impulse and Excess. Mm -hmm. All right, right. Um, I am not familiar with any of the creators written by S. Carson and Emily Polizzi, 
art by David LaFuente, covered by Kim Jacinto. Okay, David LaFuente is, um, I believe he did uh, some some of uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff with Bendis. Yes. Unless I miss, yeah, is that right? Yes. Is that, that yes. is the guy, yeah. Yep. So, um, now, did, did he work on, um, was he the, uh, he's worked on a ton of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, but did, but sorry, but what I mean is, um, is did he, um, work on it when around the miles era or it was just before that, right? Like it was after the flood. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So there we go. Um, what else you got, Darren? Oh, I thought you had it all. Oh, well, I got. <laughs> I, I thought you were you were. You had I was building you up, sir. I oh, was okay. Lead in. He's he's, uh, he's being the hype man. Yeah. Okay. Well, in in Legion adjacent, um, there is a new video out called a tribute to George Perez. Oh yay! And this it says it is a a conversation celebrating the life, art, and work of the iconic comic book artist, George Perez, featuring five of his most notable collaborators. Uh, Paul Levitz, who wrote with George on World's Finest, uh, Power Girl on the Huntress. Uh, Marv Wolfman, who co-created the Teen Titans uh, with George. Um, And of course, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Peter David, who collaborated with George on Hulk, Future Imperfect as well as the creator-owned Saxon Violins for Epic. Yes. Uh, Kurt Bittick, who did the JLA Avengers crossover with George and the uh, the long run on Avengers after Heroes Return. And finally, uh, Mark Wade uh, collaborated with George on DC's Brave and Bold reboot. And a portion of the net profits will be donated to the Hero Initiative. Yay. Very nice. Hero Initiative does yeah, such yeah. great work. They really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is all I have. I have some future news. Future fictional news. I guess you could say it is really not Legion news, but it's tangentially Legion news because we had a crossover. I'm going to spoil this. So if you're watching Discovery, be quiet about it and skip ahead a minute. But our hopefully future governor appeared as president of Earth last night or the other night on Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery. It's made some people very upset in the uh, GOP world, and I'm like living for it. (laughs) Darren, are you telling me that Star Trek is political now? Uh, (laughs) 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 Oh my God, you made me. Awesome. Watch Ask Around and find out, Jim. Ask Around and find out when Star Trek became political. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. <sighs> Lord have mercy. But you're right. There was a crossover. It counts. Yeah, it kind of counts. It's sort of tangentially really alternate, alternate, alternate Earth Legion. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me giggle. I'm like, oh, look at that. The only thing that was missing from her outfit was a strip of the uh, the Marriott carpet from the Dragon Con. <laughs> like, is the collar or something? I'd have been like, oh, they, they did their research. They did their research. Nice. 
Nice. Indeedy. Well, that is awesome. All right. Hey, we um we have another thing that we get to around this uh, stage. Well, sometimes we get to it at a later stage. But, you know, when we actually remember, we get to it at this stage. And that is the class of uh, section. And I believe it's the class of 69. Oh, hello. It, hey, now. It, that is 1969, Darren. Oh. Ah. So, um, interestingly, we are now uh, at the point where the Legion is out of Adventure Comics and into the Action Comics backup. Uh, and basically, in 1969, there were only two recurring characters who were introduced. So, uh, you can flip a coin if you want. Um, your choices are either Uli Algor or Uli Algor, who was not even named in her first appearance uh, in Action 379. And then she made another appearance a couple issues later when she was killed. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And she next appeared on the Legion poster, uh, the, the Giffen one. And then you can probably see her in who's who in the legion so mm. uh a a pretty obscure character and i really had to dig to find someone yeah I reiterate uh, who yeah the other one is uh, a character that we are more recently familiar with uh eltro gand ah who first, uh, yes who first appeared in action comics 384 and then took him uh from 19 69 to 1994 or uh, sorry 1989 to make his next appearance i mean technically he was there the whole time <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean eltro puts the moan in monel I, I think we all agree so yeah, that's fair yeah so that is uh that the, the two of them are the class of 1969 and um this is also the uh it turns out there were no new characters at all introduced in 1970, 1971. So this is the end of the Silver Age bracket. Hmm. And just for, we will be having a, uh, a bracket off um, at the end of the season uh, this time next year. But uh, Silver Age bracket consists of Saturn Girl from 1958, Crypto from 1959, Chameleon Boy, 1960. Brainiac 5, 1961. Ultra Boy, 1962. Element Lad, 63. Timberwolf, 64. Computo, 65. Princess Projectra, 66. Shadow Lass is 67. And Mordrew is 68. And then the uh, the Bronze Age bracket, the bracket <laughs> will pick up with the Legion in the backup of the Superboy series. Ah. All right. So you have that to look forward to uh, next week. If very nice such things that you look forward to. Uh, last <laughs> week, class of '68, as I mentioned, it was Mordrew in a blowout with four times as many as the Tornado Twins, who were in second place. Yeah, I mean they don't have a jet ski. What hope did they have? It's true. He was probably worth a few votes just by itself. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. All right. Well, that is fantastic. Congratulations to Mordrew. <laughs> and um, 
You know, I, um, you know, I, I actually, there was a whole time where I, I thought he had won and then, um, and everything changed all of a sudden. And, mm. um, and then Glorith won instead. And then Glorith won instead. Who, who, who knew, who knew? Splorp. Splorp. <laughs> Anyone that- uh, it happens, right? It happens. Hey, so, uh, we got an issue to get to. Yay. Issues. Hurrah. And um, <clears throat> Travis is going to through us. Yeah. Alrighty, let's talk about this. Uh, Justice League versus Legion of Heroes number two. We, we have first. That? Do we need to talk about the annual first? Oh. No, that's, yeah, that's I, I mean, there's not there's not much to it. It's it's Legion of Heroes annual. 2022 the only you know the overall story is that there's a time travel threat by this guy called what the time lord or the lord of time oh the uh, lord of time yeah he's an old the, JLA villain yeah the omac shows up the one we saw in the millennium series uh the important bit is that apparently the the, the lord of time came well he came back in time at, at four different points in his life it's it's kind of a weird story uh i don't think i liked it very much uh looks great though art's fantastic uh but at any rate he appears to be back in time messing with the Justice League uh, because he needs to warn them to stay away from the gold lantern ring. Oh. And there's not a lot of context for that. This is clearly supposed to be a lead into what's going on in this series, which is weird because this came out after issue one came out. Mm. Uh, but it but wasn't supposed to. It wasn't supposed to, obviously. It was, it, it was yeah. Um, so the only real relevant part is that there's a warning that there's something wrong with the gold lantern uh that that we see we don't really see some of it in this issue but clearly gold lantern is you know the prominent figure in this series so clearly there's something going to happen at some point mm. uh we do we do actually see the gold lantern ring in the very last panel of the issue uh mm-hmm. in present day earth in the swamp so whatever that's going to lead to isn't clear uh but otherwise for legion purposes it's not worth your time but you know, if you like good art, thumb through it. Oh, well, there's that. Maybe that means Swamp Thing is going to be the new Gold Lantern. <laughs> or maybe they're going to move Gold Lantern to the present day, as oh, opposed uh, to leaving him in the future. So, I mean, I guess uh, the other note is that uh, the Lord of Time does call Naomi Queen Naomi, which is a recurring thing in this series. So mm. it's clearly a thing Bendis is doing, whatever that's leading to. Not okay. really Legion related, but it does come up. Alrighty. Justice League versus Legion Superheroes number two. We have Indeed. two covers. First one by Scott Galuski and Ryan Cody featuring Gold Lantern. The variant cover is Hulk Girl with Dawnstar, done by Travis Moore and Tamara Bond Villain. And even though that says it is colored by Ryan Cody, that is incorrect. Oh. Found that out. Real, real, um, quick, real quick about the first cover, the Gold Lantern cover. Um, this, this, this is something I always think about. One thing I do kind of like about Gold Lantern is that he wears two rings: his Lantern ring and his Legion Flight ring. Um, I noticed on the cover that Lantern rings are on the middle finger. Is that like always the case? I don't think it's been like that since the beginning, but it may be something consistent that they're doing now. It's just interesting to me that his gold ring is on his middle finger while his flight ring is on his ring finger. Well, I saw uh, an interview with Jerry Goldsmith who used to draw Alan Scott, Green Lantern, and he couldn't remember which side the ring was supposed to be on, which hand it was on. 
So it kept switching back and forth. So if they're doing something now that's consistent, then that's great. So, but I don't think it's been like that since uh, Green Lantern started as a thing in in DC. And and he is not a Green Lantern though; he's a Gold Lantern. But you know what I mean. So there's there's no precedent with Gold Lanterns. That's he, can wear, he can wear it however he. Hal wants Jordan to. had one in every finger. That's Make true. It now. Hey now. All righty, let's uh let's crack this baby open. Um, so page one, we're getting a flashback that occurs in the future. Um, so Darren, have you Previously got the uh, in the future? Yeah, Darren, have you got the interlock covered this? I don't because uh, I I didn't get a chance to get to the store this week and I can't buy it because I can't read it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Amazon. I am not fixing things yet. I am pretty sure it's just the same text repeated. On page one? Yeah. Yeah. Based upon number of letters and repeating letters. Yeah. There's the ones that send it to me somehow. I'll be happy to try to translate it. Sure thing. I will. uh, I will do that. Hang on. Yeah, that one definitely is. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, but I did did not have time to look myself. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we're going to get going. Planetary Aploza, one year before the founding of the Legion of Superheroes. So we see a building. It's on fire. Um, it's got, got some, a Doctor Strange window. It does. Uh, we've got different aliens. Uh, we've got some look like people. One of the aliens is screaming, not all have been rescued. We've got some coming from the fire. We can't get any closer. Go, go. Um, And we see a brave young man saying, hello, this is your teacher. Shout if you can hear me. There you are. Let's get out of here. And he's reaching. uh, He's found a small alien child who is underneath some wreckage and the fire is going. And then we flash forward. Um, got a nice little purple background, and um, young man is still walking there. You'll figure out who he is fairly quickly. Mm. Um, he's walking through in silence. He's coming up to a building. This looks like a planet which is um, not fully settled, like say Earth still a lot of wildlife here but it looks like they're building things there's still a lot of like loose wires hanging everywhere maybe this is the planet that's being settled um anyway he comes up and there's a woman there and she says we're we gonna say kala kala i don't know how to say kala and he goes oh a special greeting from my sister she says we heard what happened at school today everyone has i went looking for you as soon as i did someone is here to speak to you he says someone she says, from somewhere else. He says, am I in trouble? Also, we can see from his eyes, um, they're a little different. They're a little pale. Uh, okay. And next page, we have a large alien, which I don't think we've seen the species before. Um, he says, Kalalor, this is first greetings. I am Gadon. And Kala says, is this about the fire? He says, in part. He says, am I in trouble? Trouble? It's my understanding you spent most of this day saving little children from the tragedy. You, without visual sight. So I guess he was blind before this. It wasn't caused by the fire or anything. Right. And he says, half our planet's population does not have visual sight. 
And Alien says, I am familiar and fascinated. Gadon. I am also envious of the seemingly meditative life. My world is quite different. And looks like a mom and a child. She says, Kala, you are a bean. And he says, is Shigalo okay? And she says, because of you, Kala, yes. I will honor you back. You'll see. I'll find a way. Kala says, you already have. And the alien leans down. He says, well, today's events are an example of how you caught the attention of a very special group of elders. Kala says, elders? Elders of what? And uh, Ghidor pulls out a little hollow projector thing. And he says, this hollow scene. The elder said you would be able to experience this, even though you cannot see. And we see Guy Gardner. Because <laughs> if you're going to show an example of a Green Lantern, who else are you going to pick? The default. Exactly. Look at the dic- under in the encyclopedia. You'll see Guy Gardner's face next to Green Lantern. I hope Thank so. God, obviously. <laughs> um, he says, the elder said you would be able to experience this, even though you can't see. Oh, sorry. Callus uh, says, I can. What is this? He says, how well do you know your history? Kala says, history of what? Do you know the legends and lore of the Green Lantern Corps? And Kala says, the green, no. <laughs> and uh, Gadon says, I'd be By surprised way, if you it, did. It, it says, Guy Gardner, trial administrative defense footage, Green Lantern Corps <laughs> archives. How many trials has Guy had? <laughs> well, indeed. All right, so... um. I almost lost my place. He said, I'd be surprised if you did. This is all from a thousand cycles ago. And he says, galore. And he says, the Green Lanterns, peacekeeping officials, each given a finger ring that bestowed them the weaponry needed to protect the entire galaxy to help those who needed help. And we see John Stewart. And uh, Callis says, this is all beyond my perspective. I've never left this planet. Did it work? And, uh, <laughs> kind of. The... <laughs> The sister says, humans? And Ghidorah says, the Green Lantern Corps was a very good galactic idea. It is why we're all still here this day. Kala says, a thousand years ago. And the uh, sister says, what is happening right now? And uh, Ghidorah says, the new elders believe the time has come again. And we see a gold lantern ring. Yeah. And now we cut to what the introductory page, which is kind of familiar. It's been a running theme through all of Bendis's issues. Yeah. And uh, we've also got a little interlac here as well. <clears throat> we'll get all those interlac translations at the end. Yeah. All right. Um, so it's uh, Gold Lantern. He's saying, my name is Kalalor. I am a Gold Lantern in the Legion of Superheroes. I am sending this report to Computo in the hope that the right authorities see it, understand it, and act accordingly. You forgive my wording as I only somewhat understand the larger concepts that I am bringing to you. I have been a gold lantern for only a short while, and many of these mega science quandaries are humbly beyond my normal scope of thought. Something just happened. But first, Brainiac discovered a dangerous cosmic concern he is calling a great darkness anomaly. And that's our first picture. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's what it says underneath it in Interlife, the great darkness anomaly. All right. And he says, but first... Brainiac, oh, sorry, a dangerous reality-damaging rupture. Then he discovered that simultaneously, a thousand years ago, during what most of New Earth refers to as the Great Age of Heroes, there is a similar dangerous dark, Great Darkness anomaly. It happened in both times at the same time. 
which is a weird concept, but it's been done before. Yes. Mm-hmm. How, how does it happen simultaneously uh, a thousand years apart? See Crisis on Infinite Earths. You oh, see, actually. when you travel in the time bubble the first time, you synchronize your time with the time you go to. And so now both times move at the same time. Okay. Sounds good to me. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Basically, by, by taking John Kent when they did, that synchronized the timelines. Sounds good to me. And uh, he says, with the United Planet's permission, the Legion of Superheroes traveled back to the 21st century to the Hall of Justice, to the Justice League, to describe this major potential catastrophe. It was during this meeting that another great darkness anomaly happened. And, well, this is hard for me to say, but... So the other picture here is the Justice League Uh, Legion of Superheroes meeting. And then at the bottom, it says... All opinions expressed by the Gold Lantern are theirs and do not necessarily reflect <laughs> those of the planetary Oa, United Planets, or the Legion of Superheroes. So now we have disclaimers on these big splash page. <laughs> exactly. Sheets, which is so bureaucratic, it's not even funny. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, Matter, you're allowed to have to get out his lawyer hat and defend him. Oh, mm. oh God, we can hope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next page, DC Comics proudly presents Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes, The Gold Lantern Saga, Part 2. Saga, saga. saga. Writer, Brian Michael Bennis, Art, Scott Godlewski, Colors, Ryan Cody, Letters, Dave Sharp. Covers, we've already covered this. Editor, Michael McAllister, Senior Editor, Paul Kaminsky. Superman, created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, by special arrangement with the Jerry Siegel family. So, we see Gold Lantern, he is all by himself. He says, <laughs> I thought someone would do it. Uh, he says, I think everybody's gone. Hello, uh, <laughs> greetings, ring. What are other proper 21st century old, <laughs> old earth greetings? <laughs> I love this. I do like <laughs> this. And the ring says, Hey, girl, what's up? How do you do? <laughs> hold on. No, no, hold that's, on. That's no. definitely what's up. What's up? Yeah, that's, that's what that is. Says, hey, girl, hey. That's how you say that. <laughs> Hi, how do you do? Z- Shalom, y'all. Shalom. Z- and uh, hello, there are many greetings from many situations in many languages and dialects around the world. And Gold Leonard says, Oh, uh, hello, invisible kid, because this is a separate voice. And he's oh, right, at Justice yeah. League headquarters. Um, and it's Kellex, uh, Superman's Kryptonian robot. He says, I am Kellex. I am the artificial Kryptonian intelligence that connects the Superman's fortress of solitude to the Hall of Justice. Gold Lantern of the Legion of Superheroes. I am aware of the anomaly and contacted proper authorities. The rest of the Hall of Justice is being evacuated. Do you need assistance evacuating the premises? I'm just wondering who are the proper authorities when you have a great darkness anomaly. Because who did he contact? Yeah, I mean, who do what is the Lords of Light? I believe. (laughs) What is the protocol? Yeah. Um, Can we call up Dove? She was pretty effective during Blackest Night. We do that. True. Um, Halo, maybe. Doctor Light. Doctor Light. Yeah. The second one. (laughs) The League of Light. Is is Super Chief alive in this timeline? We can. We only hope. Um, so Goliner says, "Ring, you were malfunctioning a moment ago. Do you know the co- do you know the cause of your malfunction?" And it says, "We are disconnected from the main lantern source through space and time. Functions are limited." And he says, "But but where's the Justice League? Where's the Legion?" And Kellex starts scanning. And Goliner says, "Are you scanning the entire planet and not seeing any sign of them?" 
And Kalex says, one moment, please. And Goldliner says, um, if you'll excuse me. And he goes flying out. He says, the age of K- hero. Kellex's, Kellex's uh, uh, hourglass is spinning. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got to reboot. And uh, Goldliner flies out of the headquarters, the Hall of Justice, and says, the age of heroes, except I lost all the heroes. And the uh, ring says, atmospheric conditions, highly unhealthy. Adjusting personal space air quality. He says, thank mm. you. What's that smell? It says, unknown. <laughs> we got pollution, folks. It's the smell um, of darkness. And uh, he says, is there any sign of? And the ring says, anomaly detected. He says, anomaly. And there's another one. Another great darkness anomaly appears in the sky above him. He says, do we have any idea what's happening back in the 31st century? <laughs> and the ring says, hey, girls. <laughs> oh. you, you know this great darkness is evil because it's purple evil. That's oh, true. yeah. Yes, exactly. Once you get into secondary colors. Purple evil. Mm. Yeah. Dark purple. Um, so we jump back to the 31st century. We've got Oliver Queen waking up in bed. And, yeah. and uh, a computer voice says, Oliver Queen is awake. And he looks, and his costume is sitting there right beside his bed. He sees Wonder Woman sitting on the uh, chair, and he says, oh, Diana. And she goes, oh, hi, how are you feeling? He says, good, thank you. Where are we? What happened? And Diana says, so I'm not really your friend Wonder Woman, but I'm a huge admirer of hers and yours. I took her form so when you woke up, you wouldn't be so shocked. A lot has happened to you, and we thought maybe you'd want to hear it from your friendly from a friendly face first. And he goes, oh, "Okay, well, uh, now you can stop it." Yeah, and we call we call this the contact method. Yes, yes, yes. And I I love this next panel. Uh, oh yeah, I, I love how Godlewski does uh, Chameleon Boy. We have one of them transforming into Chameleon Boy, and it's very well done in the art. Um, and he's saying, the good news is everyone is safe. The Justice League is here, and whatever happened back at the Hall of Justice sent us all back to the 31st century. That's where we are right now. Hi, my name is Reap Daggle. I am Chameleon Boy of the Legion of Superheroes. So your league is here and acclimating to the surroundings. And I can take you to them and... Oh, oh, and Brainiac made it so you can breathe the f- free and clear here. Breathe free and clear here. He said, it might taste weird to you. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> And Oliver says, um, Reap, was it? He says, yes. He says, I'd like to get dressed. He says, great. Then I can show you the future. The future. The future. (laughs) Uh, Then we skip over and Naomi's waking up as well. And she has Dawnstar in her room. And the room looks like a 21st century room. Looks like Naomi's room from her series. And Dawnstar says, Hi, Naomi. And uh, she goes, well, this is weird. And Dawnstar says, I was going to say, I'm Dawnstar of the Legion. Naomi says, where are we? What is this? This this is my bedroom? How did we get here? And uh, Donnie says, oh, this is your, uh, oh, computer creates the environment that will make waking up easy. This is all quite a shock. How are you feeling right now? I'm a bit unnerved. And uh, Naomi says, I'm sorry. Which one were you again? And she says, Queen Naomi, I'm Dawnstar, Legion of Superheroes. The big surprise for all of us is we are now in the 31st century. And Naomi says, I'm the 31st Queen Naomi. And Dawnstar says, I heard one of the others refer to you as such. And Naomi says, Queen of what? 
Donnie says, I have no idea. I am not <laughs> from anywhere near this planet and know absolutely nothing about its history. And she says, were they being sarcastic? Don Star says, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe we can find out later. Would you like? <laughs> and uh, Naomi says, holy guacamole. And she's looking out onto a futuristic landscape as the giant Legion headquarters, land, dome, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we call that Earth. It's part of it. Um, and Wonder Woman's at the balcony looking out as well. And she says, Wonder Woman, I know this is old news for some of you, but wow. And Diana says, no, child, this is this is the furthest I've ever traveled. What a gift today is. Years and years from all our battles, all our sacrifices. And look what happens after. And they're just looking out on this giant futuristic landscape. Everything don't don't nice. tell about the middle bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, Dawn starts behind them. And she says, everyone is gathering at heaven. All members. Naomi says, heaven? And Don Star says, there's food. <laughs> That's how you get me, I gotta be honest. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so then they come walking out. Um, there's all the Legion, or most of the Legion, most of the Justice League. Everyone's there. We've got, um, let's try this roll call here. We've got Triplicate, starting from the top. Triplicate Girl, Cosmic Boy, Brainiac 5. We go down, we're going to start at Karate Kid and go clockwise. Batman, Aquaman, Black Canary, Green Arrow, Hulk Girl, Black Adam, Wonder Woman, Superboy, or Superman, John Kent, whatever, Wildfire, Mattery Lad, Phantom Girl, Dr. Fate, Star Boy, Dream Girl, Chameleon Boy, X-Ray Girl, um, is that... I think we've got a miscolored. I think that's supposed to be Colossal Boy, but it's miscolored as Timberwolf. And that's supposed to be Element Lad beside him. And he's also miscolored. Yeah, I think Mm. they got. Which they're tiny and from behind, so I can see how these mistakes happen. Um, And Monel and Block and Lightning Lass and Naomi at the table. Then we got Bouncing Boy, Monster Boy, Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, and Ultra Boy. So, Ultra Boy saying, Justice League, circumstances aside, it is a high honor to have you here in the 31st century. Our sudden transfer to the different atmosphere of the 31st century was hard on most of your systems, and it took a moment to regulate you. And Garth says, you were all awoken by members of the Legion and caught up, but we wanted to gather us all together as soon as possible so we can get back to the challenge at hand. I am Lightning Lad, founding member of the Legion. And uh, Val says, and I am Karate Kid. Oh, and this is where we consume foods if you are so inclined. Now is a very good time to replenish. Uh, Batman says, we deeply appreciate this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see what the future holds. It's everything I've ever hoped for, but we need to go back to the 21st century immediately for so Mm. many reasons. And Aquaman says, one of which is to make sure that it's still there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Black Canary says, of course it's still there or we wouldn't be here. Right? And Hulk Girl's like, that sounds right. Black Adam says, what do you say, Brainiac? And Brainy says, I'm sorry for delaying your return until we figure out what happened and why. I think you'll agree that any attempt at time time stream travel is a terrible risk to the larger cosmic systems. We are in crisis. And uh, the pink triplicate girls beside him, she still looks pretty rough. Batman says, then I must insist. 
And Aquaman says, I think what Batman is saying is, and Black Adam comes in, we'll be going home now. And Aquaman says, I think what Black Adam is saying is, and Brainy says, you do not need to be upset. And you need not wear the cowl here, sir. Everyone here knows who you are and admires you a great deal. And Batman says, well, not all my teammates do. My identity is still a concern. Phantom Girl says, should we tell them about Planet Gotham? And White Witch says, shh. <laughs> He'll find out. Brainy, yeah. Brainy says, sure yeah. Brainy says, I'm not saying any of you are prisoners or being held against your will in any way. Give us a few moments. Something catastrophic has occurred, and we have much to go over. And Emra says, also, we're missing a team member. Bouncing Boy says, Gold Lantern is gone? <laughs> and Monster Boy says, oh my god, you're right. Cosmic Boy is there. He says, we have missing members and members who have already sacrificed for this. And Pink Triplicate Girl says, yes. And uh, he says, continues, and according to Computo, this new kind of cosmic disturbance could pop up again. Until we know the exact, and Computo appears behind Brainiac, and she says, the darkness is here. And uh, I like how they drew her here. I'm sure drawing her is a pain in the butt with all the little squares. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw how right uh, how Sook drew her, and he actually penciled out all that. That's not digital. He did that. Yeah, with an actual pencil, all those little square shapes, ridiculous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, another giant darkness anomaly appears above them, and Brainy looks up. Darkness, and Naomi says, "What do we do now?" And Brainy says, "I must admit." Sir, I appear to be in over my head. He's talking to Batman. Batman says, then let's get to work. Black mm. Adam. And uh, someone says, I should call my mother's. Um, I don't, I'm assuming one of the Rams twins. Yeah. Uh, so Black Adam says, ready. And Batman points to Ultra Boy. He says, you. And uh, Joe says, Ultra Boy, Legion leader. He says, Ultra Boy, you and Adam will lead a first team. And Ultra Boy says, mission. He says, go say hello to the great darkness. One of my favorite things, Batman Ultra Boy team-ups. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here we are. We're at Planet Oa. It's another flashback. Yeah. We have the elders, uh, their floating heads, talking to Kala. They say, Kalalor, the first gold lantern. And he's looking at his ring. He depowers back to regular clothes. And he says, I, and I must decline. And they go, that surprises us. Explain. And he says, having done more research, it is clear to me that the Green Lantern Corps at its core was a military. I cannot bring one being's idea of justice to a place where it might not be appropriate. And I'm certainly not made to moralize over others. I was raised to teach, to inspire. That is my path. It is clear that to do this service, I must be a full will and clear thought. I cannot do that was the best idea at the time for the time some of the time most of the time Mm. but like the galaxy around us this idea must evolve for the reasons you just described of the entire galaxy of all the species and all the planets you have been chosen Kalalor you to be the first of the gold lanterns the purest form and uh, he's looking down at the ring and we flash back to present present day and uh he's saying what am i looking at exactly and ring says unknown he says ring is there a way to communicate with it or to it it says unknown 
And he says, sorry, I'm annoying you, Ring. Is is it growing? And it says, yes. Uh, and we're going to be flashing back and forth here. 31st century, we got some Legion members that are flying up. Tasmia says, this is Shadowlass. I'm trying to feel the darkness in that thing, but it's not my kind of darkness. And uh, Emmer says, I don't feel or hear anything coming out of it. She's using her telepathic powers. Um, Black Adam says, let's get closer. <laughs> um, Superboy <laughs> says, anybody picking up anything now? Tasmia says, no, no. And uh, Emmer says, Computer is scanning. I wouldn't get any closer. And Tasmia says, Saturn Girl is right. And Black Adam, of course, says, I agree. Stay back. And he just takes off by himself. And Superboy's saying, I think she meant all of us. And 21st century, we've got Golander, and he's saying, Ring. He's right outside the darkness. And 31st century, we've got Black Adam. He's flying full speed straight at it. 21st century, we've got Golander, he's staring into it. He kind of sees something in the middle. And Black Adam has got lightning coming out of his eyes. He's sparking up, powering up. Brainiac says, what are you doing? What is he? And then Crackoon, we get some magic lightning coming out. Take a drink. Take a drink. Mm -hmm. And uh, lightning comes out in the 21st century in the anomaly. It comes out, almost hits Gold Lantern. He says, what the crot? Brainiac, I really wish you were here because I do not understand. And Brainiac says, Gold Lantern, where are you? He hears him now. And uh, Gold Lantern shows up in a projection. He says, I'm in the 21st century, and I'm really impressed this flight ring works so well. Brainy says, I'm speaking to you in the 21st century right now? And Kala says, I'm hovering in front of a patch of dark blackness, and a lightning bolt just shot over my head. I think I see a light symbol in the darkness. And Brainy looks very concerned. Wildfire says, well, that's new, right? And the darkness is starting to grow. Um, maybe projecting out some. Black Adam says, what do we do? Engage? And Brainy says, no, stop, please. There's a rupture in the space-time continuum. I did not see this coming. And he's uh, kind of faint. And Cosmic Boy's going to grab him. He says, Brainiac. And Batman says, what does it mean? And uh, Brainy says, the end of all things. To be continued. Oh. Womp, womp. And that's what the Interlac says, too. To be continued. Yeah. So... Let's see. Uh, going back, we're, we've got the interlock up now. Uh, yeah, the first page was just a repeat. The page of Guy, Guy Gardner says, Guy Gardner trial administrative defense footage. Green Lantern Corps archives. And we covered the rest of it. Yeah. Alrighty. There we go. Well. Well, I like this issue quite a bit yeah, more than the first one. Uh, mostly because it wasn't loaded with a bunch of double page spreads and the ones it did have had multiple panels, which I think is a better economy of space yeah. for a series with so many characters. <laughs> I, I like that we got a origin for one of the new members. That's true. Yes, absolutely. It, um, yeah. I mean, uh, it's nice to have some backstory, isn't it? <laughs> anything that fleshes out some of these characters is is welcome, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm no, ready I'll... for uh, I'm ready for Radius Lad Saga after this. Mm, there you go. X-ray Girl uh, quest, right? Yes. Let's do it. We're gonna get it all, baby. Quest, quest, quest. We should have <laughs> X-ray Girl meet up with Quizlet. 
in Tial. Oh, but this time Quizlet's a villain. <laughs> and and maybe Matter Eater Lad will have something to say. Maybe. Maybe. His mouth's always full. He's just being polite. There you go. Yeah. It is it is weird to have a, a Matter Eater Lad that's quiet. Yeah. So far. <laughs> so far. Yes, good point. Careful what you wish for. I he's he um the way the way he's drawn, he he feels like uh very much like if there was a movie version, they would like eh, just just get Jason Jason Momoa to play him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Well, he would be playing Aquaman in the uh comic version. Well, it would be awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah. We had the flashback of him with the trident losing it. That's how that would go down. Oh. I, I also uh just this isn't directly related to the story but scott galuski was on twitter the other day and uh because we're talking about aquaman um he said that every single time he forgets to draw those tattoos on him and has to be reminded about it (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like they are stupid i don't care i know i know they put them on there to make him look more like momoa but yeah 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 but but yeah it's kind of a well that we just put the orange shirt on him again come on yeah so glad to draw all that. <laughs> yeah. Why, why do they have to overcomplicate the looks? I don't get it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I hate to be an artist having to deal with that crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, anyway. you should see what's going on in, in uh, the current Suicide Squad series where oh. they're putting uh, um, blood shot in like his movie helmet and then making reference to the fact that it's a movie helmet because Ambush Bug is also there. It's very <laughs> funny. Ooh. Wait, ambush bugs there. Oof. De- Deadshot? He's not in the suicide. Not Deadshot. Book. No, blood, blood sport. Blood sport. Yeah. Okay. Oh, blood okay. sport. Yeah, that's a really good book. <laughs> the current current Suicide Squad. Yeah, yes. I'm enjoying it a lot. It is very adding ambush bug was genius. Oh yes. Having humor in there. Um. Anyway. So, uh, Michael, you got some trivia for us? I've got some trivia for y'all. We love uh, trivia. I, I decided to make this a little interesting. Oh, um, Suppose all that, the other times. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that's a little more interesting in that I have one question for each of you, or it's oh. tailored, tailored to each of you. Oh, dear. Uh, but if you don't get it, then everybody else gets a chance to, to guess. Okay. All right. So for Travis. Oh, why am I first? Okay, Jim. Okay. <laughs> In in uh, and this is for you because I know you know the answer. You said it before a few months ago. I'm seeing if you still remember it. Uh, in the episode "New Kids in Town" from Superman the Animated Series, which three Legionnaires went back in time to meet Superboy while chasing Brainiac? Oh, uh, uh, Saturn Girl, Brainiac Five, and Chameleon Boy. Negative. Ooh, not. Was it tri- uh Was it? It's not wait. X-ray girl. No, no, it's not X-ray girl. Yeah. To be honest, I don't actually know because I haven't seen that episode in a long time. I just know it's not the founders. Oh uh, well, when I when I asked the question in relation to the uh, Legion animated series, uh, you gave me the correct answer for this one. <laughs> huh. Which- which is why I... Uh, he's using our bad answer. Uh, like, yes. yes. I have a feeling that all these ones we're supposed to know we're all going to miss. No, totally. <laughs> That's Let's fine. Well, in that case, it must be Saturn Girl, um, Brainiac 5, and Triplicate Girl. You're getting farther away. 
Oh. Ooh. Anybody else want to guess? So it must be Chameleon it's, and I think it's Lightning Claws, Saturn Girl, and uh, Cam. Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, and Chameleon Boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the uh, in the Legion cartoon, uh, it was Bouncing Boy instead of Chameleon Boy. Uh, right, 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 but right. Never they, the three founders. Because <laughs> they gave a they gave a lot of um, yeah, a, a much a higher <laughs> elevation to uh, to Bouncing Boy for sure. Right. All right. Next question is for Darren. Uh, yes, sir. Asking asking you this one because it is uh, an event theater question. Hmm. Uh, Legion, Volume 4, Annuals 4, 5, 6, and 7, each shared a common theme with all of DC Annuals that year. What were the themes for each one? Fuck if I know. Hang on. Uh, 4, (laughs) 5, 6, and 7, Volume 4. Correct. That's... We've done two of them, and two of them are reboots. These are, okay, five years later and then reboot. So one is Alice in Wonderland. That's Elseworlds. That was yeah, Elseworlds, right? That was issue five. Yeah, and one is uh, I I believe there's a King Arthur tribute. That was Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Over, yeah, that was over in the Legionnaires book. Gotcha. Wait, okay. are you asking what all the themes for all the annuals were? Yeah. Oh, I know these. So, uh, my my heart of hearts wants to say Bloodlines, but I thought Legion was like exempted from the Bloodlines shenanigans. Oh come on. Oh, Darren. Darren. I know. Darren. I know. Jam as I rock the telly. No, I'm 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 I know all about Jam. I'm I'm, I'm in denial about his existence. <laughs> but the fourth one, ugh. Armageddon. Nope. Nope. I okay. know. All right, so you so you got. Yeah. I'm going to give that one up unless it's a final night. But I thought that was later. That was not an annual. Uh, okay, yeah. All right, so then, issue, yeah, I'm giving up the ghost on that one. Issue four was Bloodlines. Issue five was Elseworlds. Mm-hmm. What about six and seven? Can, can another person guess yet? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Year one and Legends of Dead Earth. Both correct. Oh, okay. Oh uh, yes, year one. I'd forgot that that was when I was a poor college student, not buying comics. Mm. So you know. All right. Question for Paul. Oh. All right. Paul. Uh, which anthology DC series had the Legion as the primary feature three separate times over the course of the series? Had the Legion um, adventure comics. Correct. Because so, uh, there was the original run uh, from 300 to 380. Correct. Then there was the Digest run. And then um, when it was uh, rebooted, um, it, it uh, we got uh, a Legion feature there. With the Legion Academy, correct. Exactly. And and do you know why I chose you for this question? <laughs> this is not this is not an official trivia question. No, I, I would assume um, because I love I love me those uh, um, those digests. That's exactly the reason why. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Well done. All right. Question number four for Travis, since I can't. Uh, delay it any longer uh prior <laughs> to the lightning saga when karate kid was in disguise as trident what was his real name as trident oh that's a great question what you mean what is trident's real name 
when Karate Kid was Trident, what was Trident's real name? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a Karate Kid question. Who else am I going to ask this? I, I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, but still, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know what Trident's real name is. Anybody want to guess? Val or more. <laughs> uh, I no, that was not his real name. That that would have been his real name. It was him underneath the mask. Hello. Correct. Uh, this this version of Trident, his real name was Wes Holloway, which was in tribute to Brad Meltzer, whose mm. novel also starred a man named Wes Holloway. Uh, oh yes, right, 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 right. All righty. So you got most of them. Uh, I will give you one more question, which is a free for all. And the um, Wes Holloway was um, the main character in the book that he had out of the, around that time called The Book of Fate. That's yeah. right. I couldn't remember the name of the book. Yeah. All right. So question number five, which is open to anybody who wants to guess. Which Metropolis Institute of Higher Learning did both Jimmy Olsen and Drake Burroughs separately attend? Uh, I want to say Metropolis Institute of Technology. Uh, Metropolis University. Metropolis University it is. Ah. That would be my guess, yeah. Uh, so in one of his time travel adventures, Jimmy attended a lecture when he was uh, doing his bit as a cub reporter in the 30th century. And then in his, um, uh, his origin issue in Legion 282, Drake Burroughs had studied uh, astro navigation or something like that at Metro U. Mm. That's right. Or as it, as it turns out, he lied. Mm. <laughs> well, that was the official, uh, the official, origin at the time yeah like in the the original origin but then when they did uh what was it um 384 was it or 383 um the the one that um um howard Two. bender drew oh oh sorry yeah 280 283 yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one yeah, that yeah, talking about because yeah. he said he said that he had lied to, oh no no because he had said he was an he was an engine he was actually uh, uh, an engineer, but but actually, you're right. Yeah, he was, yeah, a, he was, he was a like student. a grad student or something. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And of course, the uh, uh, Met Metropolis University, known as MetU. <laughs> <laughs> so th that is uh, all I've got, unless you want me to keep going. Yeah. Give us a couple more. Those, they, these are fun. All right. Uh, question for anybody. Who are Trio, Vixen, Spitfire, and Hellion in relation to the Legion? Uh, Dirk's girlfriends. His, maybe his girlfriend's nicknames. Just saying. That would not be a, a bad guess, but it is... <laughs> Not the correct Not answer. the correct answer you're looking for. What, 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 were their, what were their names again? Trio, Vixen, Spitfire, and Hellion. 
H-E-L-L-I-O-N. Hmm. I mean, it sounds like bad villainous names in the Legion, uh, but Dixon throws it off because Dixon's trademarked and is a they weren't they weren't th- they weren't three boot villains, were they? No, they were not. Do you know Travis? Uh, sounds like you do. I, I'm Kevin. It, they're either. Are they? Are they from? Um, from? Um, crap. We him. Yeah. Are they either from? I'm. Mean, this is wild guesses here. They're either wild from the crap. Legend of Dead Earth Annual, the people that were with Wildfire at that time. Uh, good guess, but no. Ah, are they Amalgam characters? Uh, they are not. Mm. Oh, that's a really good guess, though. No, I'll give yeah. you that one. I got no idea. All right. So trio trio sounds like it would be someone from from Karg. Karg. Um, and Vixen would be Cat's Paw, maybe, mm. or Tiger Girl, but I doubt it's Tiger Girl. Because we've probably read all of her appearances at this point. Hellion. All all two of them. All yeah, all two or three of them. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All right. If you remember, uh Dave Cockrum created two teams that he meant to be Legion spin-offs. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna whoa, whoa. choke you through the internet, you bastard. One was the Outsiders and one was the Devastators. Trio was a black female Cargite and her individual selves each had a separate name. There was Vixen, Spitfire, and Hellion. Gotcha. Trio okay. merged yeah. personality. That makes sense. Well, yeah, in retrospect. Yeah, totally. Totally in retrospect. Yeah. So these, makes these, sense. Weren't, yeah. these, weren't, these weren't actual characters then, right? They These were, were just characters. created. They were just like not put in the books anywhere. They're That's not correct. In the canon. Were, these were concepts that Cockrum had created. Um, and for his Devastators, one of the characters ended up as Tyr. Uh, another character ended up as Nightcrawler over at Marvel. Right. And that's why the, there was the whole thing about Gates, where he was basically a, a nightcrawler, night, an actual nightcrawler worm, and uh, who could teleport, right? Um, but if you and if you look at that image of uh, of Trio that um, that Travis shared here, um, you'll note that that cape looks kind of familiar. Really, her outfit—you could see where oh, that yeah. might be a, precur- a precursor to storms. <laughs> yeah, she's a little Holly Berry right there. Yes, yeah. and so uh, Trio was one of the characters that was uh, merged to make up Storm. There was another character, um, uh, a, a cat-looking character—I forget her name off the top of my head—and then there was uh, a character named Typhoon who had weather powers. Oh, yeah. And so Marvel said, hey, why don't you give us this character with this other character's look and with this other character's powers? And that's She's where Storm Frankenstein, came. basically. And then the uh, the character um, uh, that became Fang of the Imperial Guard was originally one of uh, the Devastators. 
And of course, the outsiders uh, would have also uh, included um, uh, Reflecto. Saga, saga, saga. What, what could have been? It what? got really quiet right there. I had to put the saga in there. Yes, absolutely. Well, you should always put that in every, every Always. Time. I mean, every time. So there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. That is so very the stubs, cool. The, the, stubs, the, the stubs were not sumped. There you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was was this Pete Sanderson they're talking to here? Um, mm. No, I think. What so. you doing, Polly? Um, <laughs> just looking up. Um, you know, because um, uh, Len Wein did say that um, Storm was an amalgam of Typhoon and um, mm-hmm. and, and he said Black Cat. Yeah, that was the cat person that I was telling you about. There yeah, was a- exactly. And so he says, uh, Cochran says, yeah, that was afterwards. When I did up the original X-Men designs, one of the characters was called the Black Cat. Um, take a look at uh, Storm without the white hair and without the cape, and that's essentially the Black Cat. She mm-hmm. had dark hair, which was sort of like Wolverine's, tufted on top with the ear effect, and she could transform either into a cat. I preferred the idea of a house cat and a panther, and she could also half transform into a humanoid cat. There you go. There you go. Indeedy. Wouldn't that have been neat? Um, imagine if uh, Cockrum had stuck around on the bucket. I don't know. I know, right? Again, the Legion's Greatest Menace, DC Editorial Strikes Again. <laughs> <laughs> what, what could have happened if Carmine Infantino had only given Cockrum back the original art for, Absolutely. for the double page spread in, in issue 200? And the Legion would be like the X-Men today. Yep. Yeah. You would think. There Maybe. you have it. There you have it. You know, if it had gone a different way, then uh, what we would uh, ultimately say is that history was changed. And uh, sometimes history gets changed. And, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it stays the same. And we can just look back and see what happened this week in Legion history. Michael, do you know of such things? <laughs> There were a handful of things that happened this week in Legion history. What luck. What luck. 1977. Um, Superboy number 228. Uh, the Legion's espionage squad tries to stop the governor of Australia from making war on the rest of the Earth and to find out who is backing him. And a Legionnaire dies. So take a drink. Oh, yes, oh. indeed. Goodness. Uh, and that was episode 304. 35 years ago, 1987, Tales of the Legion 348, reprints Legion Volume 3, number 23. Monel has developed an immunity to his anti lead serum and may die if he is not returned to the Phantom Zone, a fate he considers worse than death. Mm. Was episode 361. 30 years ago, 1992, Legion Volume 4, number 29, Devlin Orion tries to persuade the SW6 Saturn Girl to mind read. Universo, and the substitute heroes get a new ally in their fight against the Dominion. Five. Uh, 25 years ago, 1997, Legion Volume 492, or number 92, Gates finds himself in 1958 with his teammates Amnesiacs, believing themselves to be Kurt Swan's high school art class. And this will be roughly fall of 2024. 
15 years ago, Brave and Bold, Volume 3, Number 2, The Lords of Luck, Part 2. Green Lantern and Supergirl are off to Ventura on the trail of a bizarre case. Ventura is a planet-wide casino, which would be wild enough, but it also has become a backdrop for the Ram Thanagar War. And maybe 2029 for Paul's Girls on this one. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, also 2007, Flash, The Fastest Man Alive, Lightning in a Bottle trade paperback. This was the first six issues of the new series featuring the story Lightning in a Bottle, written by uh, Bilson and DeMio, who were creators of the original Flash TV series. Uh, one of the biggest questions of 2006 is answered. Who will be the new Flash? Features, among others, the Tornado Twins. Uh, 2007, also, Justice Society of America, Volume 3, Number 4, the JSA versus Vandal Savage and Captain Nazi. Meanwhile, in Arkham Asylum, Dr. Destiny seems to have Dream Girl in his custody. She mm -hmm. mumbles, Starboy, where are you? And, of course, this is leading up to Lightning Saga. Yep. Saga. Saga. <laughs> Ten years ago, Legion Volume 7, Number 7. Marooned in a lake of fire, Element Lad, Chemical Kid, and Sunboy face an ecological disaster. And Dragon Wings got troubles of her own with her sister's claws at her throat. Uh, the Domineers haven't forgotten their humiliation at the Legion's hands. And the next stage of their plan is about to explode. And this was back in episode 183. Uh, also 2012, Star Trek Legion number six. Captain Kirk, Starboy, and the rest of the time-lost Legionnaires and Starfleet officers have reached the end of the line and are confronted with the powerful forces which have rewritten, sorry, have unwritten their respective histories. But with half the team stranded in the past and the other half held prisoner in the future, what chance do they have of overcoming the odds and restoring the world they once knew? I would say they have a 100% chance of doing that. Uh, <laughs> no, it's the last issue of a six-issue miniseries. Uh, and if you want to find out more, you can go to episode 186. And then finally, 965 years from now, in 2987, the four Legion escapees are forced to fight their comrades, all of whom are under Universo's domination. Saturn Girl single-handedly defeats Universo, breaking his hypnotic control and freeing the Earth, and she rejoins the Legion, as you can listen to, in episode 379. And that is This Week in Legion History. Wow. Mm. So many things that happened. All right, folks, you can uh, let us know what you thought of, of uh, this week's uh, issue, which was, of course, Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes uh, volume or uh, issue two. <laughs> Only still the same volume. No. Are we sure? Are we sure yeah, about the volume here? Slow down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, and also you can uh, let us know that you have pre-ordered um uh, Jim's book. Sorry, Jim Perchell's book. And um <laughs> you're go that that you're going to persace uh Jim Perchell's book. And what's that what's that order code again, Jim? Oh geez, I don't know. <laughs> what, close what, that window what's the name a of the book APR to something to something to yeah something. E oh no what's the name of the book Jim that was super freaks there you go super freak 
Super freak. He's super freaking. Oh, I have the link here in the chat. Of course, I can't find it. So, uh, it. okay. You're saying that the uh, the savage dragon is the the kind of hero you won't take home to mother? Basically, yeah. Well, the story of the title is actually fascinating. Uh, okay. Because in, in Savage Dragon, uh, superhumans are known as super freaks. Ah. And, it, and it, it's mentioned in the uh, in the opening title sequence of the Savage Dragon cartoon. So the real funny story is I actually wanted to do this anthology uh, 10 or 12 years ago, uh, but instead I made a podcast instead. <laughs> and uh, one of the first things that came up with was the name Super Freaks. And uh, really, as editor of this uh, anthology, fan anthology, that is my biggest contribution, is that I got to name it what I wanted to be named. Yay! Nice. You know, also I wrote the story, a story. Uh, but uh, honestly, my co-host Raven and Craig uh, did a lot of the actual editing, heavy lifting, which I am forever grateful for. Nice. And folks, you can pre-order that with order code APR220123. We should have had uh, DC publish a special issue for us on our 10th anniversary. Huh. Well, I mean, all it takes is some gumption uh, and a lot yeah. of a lot of talented friends that all have an obsession with a singular thing. There you go. DC would be like, the... who are the Legion of Superheroes? Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, you'd, yeah. also, you'd be a writer creator who's worked on the same book for 30 years. Yeah, that exactly. Helps. That, that, that he made. <laughs> and who, who owns a piece of his own publishing company. Hey, yeah, that, that, these are important factors to take into consideration. Yes. All right. Um, so as I was saying, APR 2201. Two, three, and um, uh, yeah. So let us know. Let us know when you've pre-ordered it. And for, uh, for mature audiences only, I should point uh, out. Yes. And so some of the stories a little uh, raunchy. I'll be honest. Not mine, uh, but others. Uh, exactly. I mean, Savage uh, Dragon itself could sorry. sometimes be right. It's uh, all depends on how you look at it. Anyway, folks, you can send that all to us at Legion of Substitute Podcasters Gmail uh, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page where we will try to remember once again the order code and, and other stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, trivia questions. Um, and we can talk about Dave Cockrum's Outsiders. And that can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things... Uh, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, but it's like a hatch, and I have to keep entering every uh, every tw- 24 hours. I have to keep edit- and entering these numbers into the uh, computer. A-P-R-2-2-0-1-2-3, just so that the whole thing doesn't blow up on us. And we will see you all next week. Remember, kids, if you've got a foot in the past and a foot in the future, you're crapping on the present. <laughs>